Okay. So let's start. Let's start doing this podcast. Okay. Is everyone recording? <laughs> I'm recording. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Welcome to your envelopes, your syntaxes, if you manage to find some earbuds. Welcome to the Wonder Years for all your animorphs re-watching, no, re-reading and eventual re-watching needs. I'm Sarah, and I forgot the order of things. It's okay, I'm Blair. I'm Seda, and I'm going to start reading the Wikipedia article for Leopards Out Loud unless somebody tells me that why it's not a good idea. Don't do it because it's not good radio. But the thing, it might the thing be. is, Blair, Blair, Blair. I do very much want to hear the Wikipedia article for, for article for leopards, but I just like big cats a lot, so that might just be me. Well, Sita, is there like anything in particular that stands out to you that you want to highlight, or is it just the whole damn thing? Just it's all really good. <laughs> uh, pick a favorite sentence or two and lay it on us. Oh, okay. Um, oh no, there's so many good sentences. <laughs> Oh, here, how about this? There's a whole bunch of paragraphs about their social spacing because they're all, like, loners, and it talks about how they associate only in the mating season, so it's basically, like, yeah, I don't know, leopards, they don't like to hang out, but sometimes they gotta fuck, so, (laughs) you know. Oh, my God. I love cats and big ones, too. I love big cats. I like small cats, like, medium ones. I like them when they're asleep, and I like them... When they are jumping, and I like them when they are. <laughs> Sorry, I've literally. Hey, hi, it's hot, and I've lost my mind, so this is gonna be great. <laughs> I... Well, okay, there, this episode is unique for two reasons. One, it's a late night recording, we're doing this at about 10 p.m. EST on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And two, we are on a time t- we are on a timetable because I have to leave in about an hour to go pick up friend of the show Kit from the airport. You know what? If we go long, uh, you if can we just... go long, I'm stopping recording and y'all are finishing without me. Exactly. You can just bail, and me and Sato will be able to handle it. It'll I'll get read the Wikipedia article for leopards. <laughs> It'll get wild, uh, but we will have content to put into the world. Yeah. So this week we read uh, Animorphs book number 19, The Departure, which I think has the least upsetting morph on the cover yeah. by far. It's pleasant. It's pleasant. Um, yeah. Cassie's got that nice Cassie's got that nice leotard, and I think this might be the first time we're actually seeing someone in morphing clothes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think you're right, because they're all... You know what? I never thought about that. We might have mentioned it before, but I haven't thought about it in a while, at least. Um, the fact that, yeah, they just wear any old thing. Right? Yeah, because, like, if they morph and then morph back, like, they just, if they morph without morph clothes on and then morph back, they're just naked. They're just full-on naked. Yeah. Um, yeah, because... Just, wait, okay, hold on, hold on. Huh? Does, 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 do all of the Animorphs just always have, like, a clothes bag for Tobias in case of emergency? Um, they must, right? I mean... Yeah. Not in canon, but logistically, right? At least one of them has to. Yeah, unless unless he just morphs back into the clothes he was wearing. Okay, honestly when... though, tell me that Rachel doesn't seem like the type who would just keep an outfit for Tobias in her backpack no matter what. That's true. <laughs> she absolutely would. She'd actually be like, this is awesome, I finally get to dress you. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, yes. God. Oh, hello. Um, 
yes, Rachel going out of her way to dress Tobias, like, quote-unquote, fashionably. Yes. And he hates it. He hates because, it so much. Because he is completely a basketball shorts and uh, <laughs> a t-shirt with holes in it yeah. kind of boy. Um, Blair, Blair, I love you. I love you dearly. You cannot make every boy you have, every fictional boy you have a crush on into Mac in your head. Mac does not not wear basketball shorts. (laughs) Mac Mac wears blue dickies um, and sleeveless shirts sometimes. Okay, that's fair. The only reason I say that is because the only mental, whenever I think of Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the the only image that comes to my head is I do a backflip every day of my life, dude. Yeah, but and he's wearing and he's wearing big basketball shorts in that picture. That's valid. Oh my god, there are times when he doesn't wear those stupid fucking ugly ass blue. I hate him so much. <laughs> I hate him so. This is not an It's Always Sunny podcast. Um, no. So we read. All right, all right. So Blair and I were talking a little bit beforehand. Um, Seda, I want to know how you feel about this one because I think it's like a, this is like a top three book I've read uh, of the books that I've read. I think. Yeah. No. I definitely I love top it. five. Definitely top five, probably top three. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always love Cassie books, mm-hmm. but yeah. this one is particularly really great because um, mm-hmm. it's got – it's also just very, very heart-wrenching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in my favorite I just way. Wanna, I just want to clarify that the that the other two uh, books that make that reach that that are like in my top three here are the uh, the Predator, which is the first Marco book. And uh, I believe it's the Android, which is the second Marco book. Oh my god, I fucking love the end. That one's with um, Eric, right? Eric, yeah. God, no, sorry, I'm thinking so of the good. I'm thinking of the Escape, which is the one with the shark morph, where he like has that scene in the pool. Oh yeah. God, Marco's books are so good. They are really good. But this is a Cassie book. Ne- we should I- fucking talk about. <laughs> Hey, next week's, a, next week's a Cassie book though. <gasps> next week is when the shit goes. I mean, this okay. Sorry, next week begins a three-book arc that is fucking bonkers shit. I'm, so I'm sorry, I, that that is not a word that I have used since my time when I used, like, proper capitalization and punctuation online, uh-huh. but, like, this book is fucking wild. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, this one is really good, too, so we should talk about it. It's... Yes. Okay, it opens... Like, the first couple chapters, I know I'm going to love it. Because it opens, like, in media res with Cassie mm-hmm. talking about how they're, um, how there's, like, shenanigans going on in the sharing. And someone gets pulled away uh, because they were, like, they made some sort of mistake. And the Animorphs mm-hmm. are thinking, if, if we save this human controller, maybe it'll trust us and then, like, give us information or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And at that point, I'm like, that's what's going to happen. I get my quasi-redemption arc because I don't... If I, there was going to be a full redemption arc, I think I would have known about it re- by now. Um, but I, I get some... I'm going to get something. Um, oh, Blair, Blair. Right. No? There is so much you don't know. I'm not saying there's a redemption arc. No comment either way because I genuinely do not know. Uh-huh. I am just saying there is so much you don't know because it has not been seeded yet. Because the stuff that starts next week is coming dead out of left field. It makes sense, but it's just, you will not, it's not going to be something you guess. Oh my god. Well, I... Anyways, Cassie book. Starts in media res, the kids are fighting some hork and Cass, Jake calls them off, but Cassie goes for the hork throat after it, and it fucks her up because she kind of... 
she it's, wants to say she gave into the animal instinct, but really she just wanted to, I think. Yeah, so she's having um some traumas. Uh, yeah, after the uh, after the climax of the last uh, of the last uh, Megamorphs, where she turned into a giant T Rex and ate a Stegosaurus, yes. and then cried about it. Yeah, so she's dealing with some shit, and who can blame her? Um, <laughs> <laughs> poor thing, right? Because yeah. she like she's like she's like, hold on, I I'm seriously harming myself by doing this. So like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Um, yeah, she quits the Animorphs, and then and not only that, she goes home. She feels like garbage because she betrayed her friends but also she's looking out for herself but also it's like this hollowness inside of her because of the traumas and not only all of that but then she comes home and her parents are like yeah you know that animal clinic we run the thing that you love doing all the time and like fills you with livelihood or whatever yeah we ran out of money for it so we have to shut it down and mm-hmm. it's like, man, you could not ever have a worse day than this, right? And it's like, it's horrific because she, like, at the end of this conversation, her mom's like, oh, sweetie, you have something in her in your teeth. And Cassie realizes that it's hork skin from the thing she just killed. It, yeah. It just is stuck in her teeth. Yeah. It's tragic, but also kind of like poetic cinema, you know? Totally. It's it so good. Is. And then it's really good. there's this there's this scene where she like wakes up in the middle of the night, like in a feverish sweat, having had nightmares about the, 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 the last Megamorphs, the time of the dinosaurs mm-hmm. when she ate the Stegosaurus. Mm-hmm. And I got the quote right here. I woke up, I jumped out of bed and ran to the bathroom in the hall. I closed the door and turned on the light. I sat there on the closed toilet for a while, shaking and holding my face with my hands. I brushed my teeth. I kept brushing my teeth till my gums were bleeding. With pink stained toothpaste foaming around my mouth, I looked at myself in the mirror. Yeah. Like Cassie! Cassandra. And it's even, it's worse because she has this dream about killing the Stegosaurus, but she also dreams that it is Marco. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I wrote down, she dreams about killing Marco, which I feel must be common in the team, you know? <laughs> Like a daydream that the couple yeah. of them have. Oh no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me too, right? <sighs> yeah. Marco. I am so fascinated by Marco's characterization in this book. Um, mm-hmm. Because we see him from Cassie and Jake's perspective. Mm-hmm. And he is definitely still categorized as like the Joker, which is obviously true, but he is also called Ruthless. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because it's definitely true. I think it's just not something that would come to mind for Marco. Well, it's it's because his mother's was it's because his mother's name was Ruth. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Is that a joke? <laughs> He's ruthless. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Uh... But no, I do really much. I do really like that. Like, I do really much like that description. Say, I'm very sorry to throw you off your. <laughs> No jokes. This is a very serious uh, <laughs> podcast, and we've never made a joke on it before. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I mean, I mean, a do- but I mean, you were joking, but I definitely feel like it has a lot to do with his yeah, the, his mother. You know, his situation with his mother because it's like it's 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 a really complicated situation for him to be in, and they bring it up directly in the book. We'll get there, but um, he has to contend with the fact that like. His mom, like, he has a specific personal grudge against the Yerks. It's not just some abstract, like, moral concept. Not to say that's, like, they've all seen the horrors that the Yerks can do, but, you know, like, Marco's mom is a human controller. 
Yeah. So it's it's personal on a really deep level. Um, and the, yeah. these like these first few chapters are just so hard because Cassie's just, I, Cassie just has complete like anhedonia. <laughs> like yeah. she literally just talks about how she feels nothing. She finds no joy in anything. She goes out to take care of the animals and she just like is going through the motions, but talks about how she just isn't feeling any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I believe she says something about, Oh, there are animals that need food. There are animals that need medication and I don't care. Yeah. Um, which oh. is not to say that she's going to let them come to harm, but she is just sort of doing it out of apparently a rote sense of like responsibility mm-hmm. rather than compassion or joy. And mm-hmm. seeing Cassie, who is the, and has always been the heart of the group, like entirely be so joyless is like horrifying. I know. Oh, sweetheart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't like the rest of the animorphs don't really make it. Well, Jake tries. Scotty tries. And so does Tobias, to be frank. But yeah. Yeah. But Rachel, Rachel drops this fucking bomb. So here's Marco. Marco says this. What's the deal with you, Cassie? Half the time you're giving us all crap over being too ruthless or, or whatever. It's always this. Oh, is this right? And oh, should we do this? I mean, you're Miss Morality. And what, then when you have a bad night, you just bail on us. And then Ra- and then here's a conversation between Ca- Cassie says, Rachel, can we still be? And Rachel says, no, we can't. She said, cutting me off. <sighs> See, you just said the whole world can drop dead so long as you, Cassie, don't have to end up turning into me. She stormed from the barn. I should have said something, but it was true. I... It was true. I didn't want to turn into Rachel. I love this because it would have been so easy to have Rachel just be angry because she's shirking responsibility. But instead, they she adds this like extra dimension of Rachel being like personally insulted by the fact that Cassie doesn't want to be violent because she sees mm-hmm. it as a judgment on her character, which mm-hmm. is so much more interesting than having her just be like, I'm disappointed in you. It's an accurate description, too, because earlier in the chapter, straight up, Cassie says this war against the Yerks had been a gift to Rachel. And he t- and she talks about how this let Rachel's, like, warrior side run free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's it's diegetically true. It's very shown and told, and I like it, and I love Capelgate so much. <laughs> well, i just like to point out Cassie takes so many pains to be like, Rachel's so pretty. She's just beautiful. She's so beautiful, and the world never would have let her be a warrior because she's just so pretty and beautiful, and she's so pretty and beautiful that they wouldn't have happened. But now she can be beautiful, and she can be strong. And it's like, Cassie. I, okay, Cassie. I love that. I love that, and I'm, I was also tickled pink the entire time whenever she would talk about, like, like her relationship with Jake. She was mm-hmm. like, Jake is someone I care about and i'm like oh honey (laughs) someone who i have emotions towards and i'm like yeah you sure do he's a really good friend isn't he really good friend isn't he cass (laughs) oh you don't have to date him cassie you don't (laughs) you don't have to (laughs) oh it's really cute it's really good it is she'll get Um, there (laughs) i love these kids so much i know me too so Cassie goes home and she sees like a kid in the woods getting chased down by a bear. Oh yeah, yeah. she's mm-hmm. she's out like sort of doing stress relief. She's riding on a horse, her favorite horse. Now, now, um, now, quick question: when when this character Karen uh, first showed up, what kind of age were you guys picturing? Were you like from like because from the jump, I may have just skipped a couple of descriptors, but like I was thinking like. 
in my head, she manifested as, uh, uh, like, uh, Aaliyah Shawcat during Arrested Development a little bit. Sure. I, I was just picturing her as the same age as Cassie until they started to take pains to call her a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And then also the fact that the host body knows about, is a big fan of Curious George. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, before before that, they start calling. She starts calling her like little girl and that kind of thing. But yeah, definitely for the first couple of pages, I assumed that it was another teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, me but too. I love this. But scene. I, I do, I do think it's way better than this as a kid. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, way more interesting. Um, I love this scene because Cassie's literally like a knight in shining armor. Like she sees this girl being chased by a bear, and she just like rides on her steed to go and pick up this girl which is so Mm -hmm. cute she just like she's like onward and like just scoops her right up and i just i love that imagery (laughs) just literally like just a knight just i I was gonna say that she's such a knight in shining armor sword lesbian i know it's so cute it's really really good oh my Uh, god au where rachel and jake are royalty and cassie's a knight Yes! Yes! <laughs> Hello! Yes! Oh my god! Oh my god! I am oh. losing my mind. Um, yeah. and 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 oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> fuck! Fuck! God! Uh, hello! Hi guys! This really is my favorite. Good. I just I need to make it clear that one of my favorite tropes ever is like royalty slash royalty was like ripped from their positions and then Mm -hmm. having to like rough it yes with like like, people who like have previously worked under them or just like other random folks i I could be wrong but i think that dynamic has a very weird name and i think that dynamic is actually just called king and lionheart oh yeah like the uh, monsters and men song i could be wrong but i believe that's what that is you know what i think it's true and i think that the trope itself predates the song so i think you're fine um it's my fave I it's like really it. Good. I, I like posh people roughing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I like knights. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In conclusion, yes. I'm gay. <laughs> Mood. Uh, yeah. In this in this house, we are all gay. <laughs> That's true. Um, and then Cassie gets thrown into a river because, of course. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a horse situation, and she's ready to die, which was cool. She's yeah. she's literally like oh I can't find the surface. It's like pretty close, but not close enough. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fucking die. Bye. And it's like <laughs> well, Cass- I mean she's also Cass- like freezing to Cassie- death. <laughs> yeah, but she's literally like yep. And then I went to sleep. Whatever. <laughs> it's like no 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 no. But she gets dragged out of the river by this little girl. Um, we should we should point out that it's been foreshadowed in the first few chapters that Cassie has been being watched by somebody. Yes, Uh, yes. And it turns out it's this little girl who starts being like, so you're a fucking Andalite? Like, what's happening right now? It's my favorite. Um, And Cassie tries to play dumb. Um. (laughs) She does a a pretty good job of it. She does. I I feel like. Like, She very much does, like, the full, like, Listen, whatever fucking Andalite is, mm-hmm. we need to get out of here. Your leg's broken. I'm I'm going to make you a splint. Yeah. And you just keep talking. Oh, mm-hmm. and I have to point out that um, I don't like horses. I just don't trust them. I don't like them. I have never liked them or trusted mm-hmm. them. I think they're untrustworthy. 
Um, <laughs> and so Cassie specifically pointing out that horses are dumbasses made me really happy. <laughs> they are. Because she okay. like, can't control the horse because it's just panicking. And she's like, well, horses aren't very fucking clever. So, <laughs> you know what? Um, <sighs> they can They can go... They're just not very good at no. being animals, but neither are humans, so it's no, fine. No, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this little girl turns out to be a human controller who was installed in this host because her, the kid's dad is, uh, like, owns a bank or is very high up in a bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this, this, this year had, like, previously been controlling a, uh, the, um... Oh, what the fuck is the Homeworld Yerka uh, host? Oh, there's... Or the G? There's, there's something weird. They're little toads, right? Yeah, the one... With, yeah, like, but, shitty uh, little eyes. Yeah, there was that, and then there was the Horpagir, and then they requested a transfer to non-combat and went to... Went to Karen. Yep, yeah. By the way, by the way, Karen is a weird name for a little girl to be called. Maybe, right? yeah, it is. Like, even, even even for Posh, like, you're expecting something, like, fancy, like, I mean, Evangeline, Lillian, or, like, or like a really kiddie name. Like, you I, know, you could make this Carrie. Like, I know a Karen who's 24, so... Right, that's, around, a, that's, a, that's around, a, I'm saying that's... Around this time, she would have been a Karen named karen at the whoa my brain is so (laughs) hello do you want me to finish that sentence for you yeah i'm not saying i'm not saying that karen isn't like an actual name karen is definitely a name i'm just saying like if you're picking a name for your child well this was also 1997 or whatever that's that's basically what i'm trying to say like i i guess but like to fit like this like rich weird this like weird ass rich family i feel like karen is just a bit common i, I mean i guess i guess i'm glad that capillier didn't play into like tropes and name her like Ma- like mariana or something yeah well i mean or... i i just i think i think you have a conceptualization of karen as a very mom name yeah um but i guess i do like but I, that's I, but, I know, but you're know, also like, like I... 20 years in the future so yeah that's fair yeah. that's fair <laughs> So travel, so travel in back future. in time and Seda's travel back in time to when this book was written, and it turns out that Seda's friend Karen. This is actually autobiographical about them. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, That's true. <laughs> um, actually, I really Animorphs real. I am obsessed with Karen and Cassie's dynamic, and it's so interesting. So good. Okay, because first of all, we talked about this, but the sort of di- the, the very easy, casual like, no anxiety about it diversions that Cassie does, like mm-hmm. lying super casually, I was like I'm in love with you, cause you were just to- like, cause you could it, it was never said, but you could kind of like feel a little bit of enjoyment Cassie was getting out of it by being like, <laughs> aha you're just being crazy, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, right? Yeah. Um, um, but uh, she aden- eventually does morph uh, when they're like looking for shelter, um, and the leopard comes back and tries to attack Karen, and so she's like, oh, "God damn it!" Uh, so she she transforms into her uh, she morphs into her wolf um, and uh, atta- scares the leopard off, and Karen's like, "Ha ha! I knew it!" Mm-hmm. Um, and did we uh, mention why there's a leopard? Oh yeah, it escaped from the zoo. Yes, it a leopard from a private collection. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, um, some, it's very funny because Cassie's dad is like, 
talks about him and you can hear his tone like this rich fucking asshole who imports exotic animals mm-hmm. dickwad like yeah <laughs> it's so yeah. good yeah um yeah this leopard escaped from this from this private zoo and is now just kind of stalking it's really so okay i love so much about karen and the, specifically the yerk that mm-hmm. is in her because First of all, it's a fascinating look at yurt culture. It's uh, such a neat... It's the first time that we actually hear a yurt talking about what they think of humans, which is that they think Mm -hmm. that we're also, like, predators and, like, love war, um, Mm -hmm. which I understand how they have that perspective. Yeah. And it's also interesting because while this yurt is an adult and has had all of these different life experiences and is, like, a veteran their knowledge of humanity is based off of this, you know, seven-year-old girl's knowledge. So she doesn't, like, they don't know anything. They know as much as, like, like, they when when we see Marco later in his big gorilla morph, the the Yerk isn't even scared because all she knows about monkeys is Curious George. So just, Mm -hmm. like, just, like, it's so interesting. It's such this cool combination of like naivete and like an alien perspective. And we learn more about like the the relationships that Yerks have with their hosts because they're in constant communication, which I guess we sort of knew already, especially after the book where Jake got turned into a controller. Mm-hmm. But I feel, oh, that's another good one. That's I, in my top. That's in my top three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel as though this one really explores more heavily the like emotional relationship that the Yerks have with their hosts. Yeah, uh, and it's really, really cool. It's really cool. Because Cassie managed to like goad the 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 Yerk in Karen, and like talking about how like Karen doesn't hate her, but rather Karen pities her more than anything yeah and also talks about how the the year feels a little bit sad that it can't like res- it can't let karen respond in kind to, to its parents mm-hmm. to her parents oh we also learn about yerk reproduction and it's fucking wild <laughs> yeah for Is no it... reason anyway yeah, it's fine so it's like they reproduce <laughs> asexually sort of but it still takes does it take two or three Three. It takes three yurks all come together. They merge into one big yurk, and then that yurk falls apart into a hundred tiny, tiny, tiny yurks. Which is crazy. But it's It's but it's good. But it's crazy in a way that feels so alien, which is good. Which is what you want to do when you write. I love the. I think yurks are one of my favorite um, aliens that Capulgate's created because absolutely. There's just nothing human about them, no, right? No, they're so good, and their culture is so interesting. And this is the first time that we learn that there's maybe a little bit of Andalite propaganda in how we think about Yerks, which makes sense. Yeah, because they're at war. But essentially, this Yerk is like, you know, we're not all fucking, like, warmongers and colonizers. Some of us are just dudes, you know, like... I just want to slug around. I don't know what to tell you. I like having hosts because I like having eyes. Colors are cool. Did you know I don't have eyes when I'm a slug? It sucks. Yeah. I just want to I just want to hang out and Cassie's like, "But you're a yerk." And the yerk's like, "Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. I don't know. Do none, none of you guys ever just want to hang out? <laughs> yeah. Because he's well, like, I do just want to hang out. It's legit. It's legit. But it's it's the same time. And, like, not disagreeing with you at all. Like, it's, it's also at odds with the fact that they're an imperialist species. You know? I mean, so are humans, if you want to look at, like, on average. Sure. But, um... It's just, it's, it's a really, they have, they have such a complicated relationship with their existence where I totally understand their motivations because they're just trying to live and survive and thrive, like, which is the goal of all living things. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, at what cost is, you know, that's, I mean, that's the entire question of this book, right? And perhaps the even entire question of the series is at at what cost do we, do we, uh, at what point can we, like, say that? How do we value one's one life above another? You know. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I went like super duper quiet there. I just, you guys are very smart. I like listening to you talk about this stuff. <laughs> I, I think, I think animorphs. There, there is, there is a lot of at what cost though, especially that comes up um, later in the book when uh, Marco f- tracks down Cassie and realizes what's been going on, and Cassie has this diatribe at him where she's like. Mark, you have someone you care about. Jake has someone that he cares about. What are you, like, it's, why is this the line that we must draw in the sand here? Yeah, I mean, her argument is essentially, like, why are the humans you want to save worth saving? Yeah. But this little girl isn't. And he just doesn't want to hear any of it. And, no. like, of course he doesn't because he's a teenager, right? Right. Which I mean, Mark, Marco, Marco, the, Marco, the character's base instinct to like anything that he doesn't like is just put up the put up the bra- uh, put up the brain walls. My cat's trying to escape. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Gerald. He's reached. He's reached his two-hour morph limit. <laughs> he needs to get out. He needs to demorph into. Um, um, never mind. <laughs> what? Never mind. I'm, I'm going to bare my whole ass. Into... I can't do that. No, Blair, please. I've bared my whole ass on multiple occasions. Like, please. Just, just. Yeah. I, so it's it's a thing that me and Sadie have talked about before that Gerald is just Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> so I was going to say that Gerald, I was just going to say that Gerald is just needs to demorph into Charles Kelly. Charles Kelly Esquire, Bird Law. Charles, Charles Communist Chelly. Charles Communist Chelly. Yeah. I have a like, temporary screen in my kitchen window because it doesn't have a screen and he was trying to rip it out. <laughs> um, it's mm-hmm. fine now. Ooh, I ran across the house and now I'm dead. <laughs> Welcome back. Oh no. Oh, it's so hot too. Oh no. Holy shit. Okay. Drink some water. Um. um what were we talking about? Was it Animorphs? <laughs> it was, I think it might okay. have been Animorphs. It was Animorphs, and then Blair and I segued off into uh, Gerald the Animorph also being Charlie Kelly. Yes. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah, that's all true. <laughs> Can confirm. It's factual. <laughs> so, yeah. I love, I think it's sort of at this point, um, there's some really cool characterization that that is sort of um, how the team splits itself apart on whether they agree with Cassie or not, um, which is mm-hmm. basically yeah. Marco and Rachel are like, like, fuck you, we have to kill this kid. And Tobias mm-hmm. is basically like, no, I understand where Cassie's coming from. And it's characterized as him basically being like, 
And Cass, Cassie, yeah, Cassie manifests. Oh yeah, go on, go on. About to say exactly um, what I was about to say. Maybe yeah. Oh well, it's basically characterized as him because he's stuck as a bird, of him wanting to like retain as much of his humanity as he can, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clinging on, clinging on to those. With, Clinging on to whatever vestiges he can get his claws around. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. And I also love that this, all of this, as they're fighting, they're fighting for, like, a very long time. And Axe says nothing. And Jake is, like, specific, or it, it, whoever it is, Jake or Cassie, specifically calls out, like, Axe understands that this is just between humans. <laughs> like, that he has he has nothing to say here. Yeah, you know? and and when Karen when Karen prods him like, oh that that analyst is gonna fucking take my head off, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I will do whatever prank whatever Prince Jake orders. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's not really his fight. I mean it it's not though, right? Yeah, totally. Um, which I think belies a little uh, sort of character growth. And I mean this is a very axe light book. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that's true. But I would say that his inaction. Um, and for some sort of character development of his own, you know? Totally, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Because there, there certainly is a time where he just sort of would have, like, come into the woods and been like, oh, you're a controller? Off with your head! <laughs> right. <laughs> this is what I do! He he is trying to acclimate himself to human, not human morality, but the morality of the animal specifically, you know? Totally. Um, because what is human morality? Um, right. <laughs> That's a big question. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Which I, 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 you know, compassion, empathy, shit like that. Yeah. Because he's been betrayed by his own kind, too. So I think that makes the propaganda wear a little thin as well. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. mm -hmm. Right. I actually, I hadn't put it in that perspective, but that totally makes sense. They're mm-hmm. sort of fresh off of Cassie at one point in this book says, I've had a wild few months. So all of like <laughs> everything that we've read so far has happened in under a year, which makes which, sense, uh, <laughs> but it's like, uh-huh. holy shit. <laughs> it's like, okay, not to like talk about something that only me and Zeta know about, but it's like in cam- campaign podcasts where they reference a podcast that's been going yes. on for three years now i think like this past week has been crazy hasn't it yeah it makes me laugh every single time like they're like how long have we been traveling together like four days <laughs> this is a podcast that started in like 2014 yeah uh, yeah it's i just very funny. I, 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 like what is what is the like functional functionally dead toll that has been enacted to each of the to all of the kids because Tobias has gone. The human side of Tobias's brain went dead in book three mm-hmm. for a brief time. I'll I'll count that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake got smunched mm-hmm. to death. Um, everyone almost died with the ants. Everyone almost died with the. Everyone was like functionally dead with the ants and the termites. And the only reason that they weren't dead with the termites is because Cassie managed to kill the queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassie got temporarily nothleted. It's it's gotta be. It's got. It's a lot. It's got to be at least a dozen in total, if not yeah. more. For sure. Um, yeah. They have. <laughs> there's a lot of contending with morality. We know this about this series, but there is a lot of contending with your one's own morality in this book yeah. series. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Cassie's like, I need to understand what 
this chick is thinking, like the human Karen is thinking. So I'm going to say, hey, Yerk Karen, you come into my earlobe, my, my brain lobes. It's, and we're just going to swap places real quick. It'll be, I don't know what she was trying to do here. Um, it's, it's, no, it's, it's kind of a weird. <laughs> and Marco's watching this entire thing because he's managed to find them at this point. And he's like, Cassie, what the fuck are you doing? Cassie, what? Cassie, Cassie, well, Cassie. She, she turns into a wolf. So he doesn't, so he can't yeah. do anything, you know? Yeah. Um, and she um, just presses her ear against this little girl's ear. And then this, the slug, the ear crawls into her. And Marco's like, mother fucker cassie and he just immediately morphs into a bird and goes away because he's like you know the yerk's gonna be able to morph now right and cassie's like i hadn't thought about it it's like cassie like like here like the reason that they have been trying so hard there in the in the like in the first book i think I, i don't remember who it is but one of them says don't let them take me alive it's because of this cassie says here's the quote Marco began to morph back to Osprey. He'd understood instantly what I hadn't even thought about. The yerk that was entering my brain would, would be able to use my morphing power. If he stayed in human form, the yerk using my morphing power might attack him. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. Wild. <laughs> like, Cassandra, yeah. But, but, Cassie trusts Karen. Yeah. She does. Yeah. More than she has any right to. Which, which leads to some of the, uh, coolest stuff when all of the gang is basically like well cassie fucking became a controller so okay what do we do now and the gang is split again um where they're like well i guess we have to kill cassie like that's too bad um and it's it's like their responsibility to their teammate and, and something and like it's interesting because this is where Marco and Rachel split because Marco's basically like, we don't have any responsibility to her anymore. She's not part of our team, um, which Jake says he doesn't mean, but he says it anyway. And Rachel literally hits him so hard that he falls over. <laughs> like, yeah. like, fuck you. <laughs> it's I love wild. Rachel. I love Rachel so much. I love these kids so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <sighs> So the deal, Cassie, Cassie basically, like, the, the Yurk doesn't kill, doesn't, like, out Cassie or anything. They make a deal, though, which is an extremely fucked up deal, mm-hmm. where the Yurk tells, the Yurk tells Cassie, I will leave Karen and just live the rest of my days as a Yurk if you turn into a caterpillar and get stuck like that. Yeah, if you, basically, <laughs> you want me to give up everything, you want me to give up eyesight and like the relative like the mobility okay cool you want me to be a little worm guy you're gonna be a little worm guy <laughs> as well and cassie's like which oh it's uh, fucked okay. but can you really blame him can you really no. blame her no it's right it's no. really really cool actually mm-hmm. um and then it's even more interesting because basically she watches Cassie stay as a caterpillar for two, for two hours. hours and at the end she's basically she's she's saying like you you proved your point you can stop you can stop you can be a human I like I get it you're committed you can stop please but Cassie can't hear her because mm-hmm. she's a caterpillar and mm-hmm. I I had no idea how this was gonna resolve um I was basically <laughs> just like I started reading so much faster in the pa- last like 20 pages because Cassie very much just does become a caterpillar like she goes completely nothlet like she's trapped as a caterpillar 
and she can't narrate the book anymore. Jake has to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> she's I a was, caterpillar now. Yeah, I was like, um, is this going to be a dream? Like, what the fuck is going to happen? I had absolutely no idea. And I don't know... I don't know exactly how I feel about the resolution. I think Me too! I was just thinking about their, their deus ex machina is yeah, kind like, of stupid. I, I kind of like it just because some cute factors had to line up for it to happen um mm-hmm. such as this this yerk didn't know that caterpillars <laughs> turn into butterflies because the little girl didn't know mm-hmm. and but <laughs> basically they protect cassie for a little while and she turns into a butterfly and because this and is there's, a there's a real, hold on there's morph, before we before we get to that before we get to that i do just want to say the very the very funny part that i i remember this like vividly from my brain because jake says i have to hurl and runs out of class rachel does the same thing and marco being the fucking jokester that he is <laughs> i'm trying to quit the smoking habit don't stop me <laughs> of all the he's things he's so marco. dumb <laughs> He's so dumb. Yeah. I love him so much. But basically their explanation is because she turned into a butterfly, this is a naturally occurring morph, and it resets the timer. Because Axe is like, what? You didn't tell me that y- there are animals that naturally morph. And meanwhile, Cassie's like butterflying around. Like she turns into a butterfly. She gets her human memories back. And then she's like, well, Nothing to be done about it. Time to go pollinate some flowers. Do 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 do. I love her. Okay, because the thing about because the thing about turning <laughs> this is so fucked. This is so fucked. Um, the thing about turning from a caterpillar to a butterfly is that the caterpillar just turns into liquid and then yeah. reforms. It's so she was horrifying. just liquid with no consciousness. Um, yeah. Which I had not thought about until this very second, which is kind of why I'm freaking out. About it. Yeah. That's terrifying. Actually. No, I, totally, I mean it's, it's fine like, for the bug, but yeah, <laughs> but it's it's this like wild. It's almost like like teleportation, you know? Like it it, dis- it completely like disassembles your molecules and then like puts them back together in another place. But it's mm-hmm. all in a cocoon. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Does that comparison make And any slime. Sense? No, totally. But yeah. with slime. Um, yeah. It's very okay. wild. And I don't know if she remembers it. Um, but it's, yeah, there's it's... this great scene where Axe is like, oh, well, then I guess she has two hours to turn back into a human from this naturally occurring morph. And then all the gang like looks at each other and then they're like, get that butterfly. <laughs> it is so after school special. <laughs> it's so good. I love these children so much. I know. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I just, but I have to make a comment that it doesn't make a goddamn it, lick of sense. No, it doesn't. Because Listen, the it's the Andalite, it's hello, Andalite morphing technology. Hello? I, the implication is that when <laughs> When when a caterpillar turns into a butterfly, the caterpillar b- body goes into Z space, I guess, because that's how morphing works. <laughs> no, I like. No. I can if I'm thinking of it like in if I'm like combining like weird real if I'm combining like real world logic and weird animal logic, I can actually kind of make it work in my brain because like I can be like, okay, yeah, the the fact that you force a morph overrides the timer, and now you've got the two hours again because it's just a fucking you get an overflow and it resets to zero. Yeah, I'm like, 
it's it's wild it's it's not so wild that i can't accept it though it does make me wonder what the limitations of a naturally occurring morph are like if a snake molts like or like sheds its skin is that enough of a morph that if you're trapped as a snake you just kind of gotta wait until it's shedding season and then it resets or does it have to or be what the about whole a tadpole turning into a frog yeah right how it yeah i just it it i it is crazy making as it's always i have questions making. about the outer boundaries of this particular rule <laughs> Please? All right. This is this is this is absolutely seeding for something that's gonna happen. I don't know what it is, but this this is absolutely seeding for something that's gonna happen later. Like the uh, like the jungle Sario rip was seeding for the the dinosaur Sario rip. Yeah. This is absolutely gonna happen again at some point. You think so? Oh, one hundred percent. Interesting. Hmm. Um. It's gonna drive me bananas. They're gonna they're again. gonna tra- they're gonna trap they're gonna trap Visitor Three in some uh they're gonna trap Visitor Three in a morph for two hours and actually gonna be like well that's an actually occurring morph they're gonna be like ah oh, fuck piss <laughs> ah shit um dick hell the last scene of this book is super super cute though um mm-hmm. essentially yeah. Cassie after partially because she was a butterfly and partially because of her conversations with Karen is like. I appreciate color a lot more now. And Rachel's like, you know what that means, bitch, shopping spree. <laughs> and it's so good. And Aww. Rachel's like, do you like the blue one or the red one? And Cassie's like, I like the blue one and the red one and the yellow one. And I like that ugly one over there. And I like the green one. And I like them all. Where's your dad's credit card? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love girlfriends. I know. I know. <laughs> and Guys. We, I love this. We find out that the Yerk kept its promise um promise, yep. basically cassie comes home and she's been missing at this point for like two weeks or something like that oh, oh, oh yeah yeah and uh oh yeah and uh cassie's dad uh tells her that the karen's dad the owner of unicorp or whatever the bank is called is like hey my daughter really likes your farm fo- my daughter really likes your veteran services how do i keep your doors open and dad's like well, okay yeah. don't give them in the mouth it's great <laughs> and cassie runs into karen at the mall and like looks at her and Karen's like, it's me. I'm a little girl. It's me again. I've got so many secrets, but the yerk left my brain. We're all good. And Cassie's like, cool. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for safe farm. I have to go buy a sweater now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's wild. It is um, such a fun book. It is. It's really, really good. And I'm glad... I'm, it's after the Megamorphs, which I found myself disappointed by, this mm-hmm. was a really great turnaround because not, not only was this better than the Megamorphs book, it was just one of the all-time best books. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a book. I was excited reading it because I was like excited to talk about it, right? Totally, I yeah. was excited to talk about exactly what we talked about, the moral implications of everything, the, 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 the fact that I, we get we get a redemption arc, a little one, just a little bit of a yeah. one. Um, uh, redemption through sacrifice. I would love totally. to see a redemption arc not through sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll get there. I'm not sure. It's, um, it's interesting because it kind of breaks the format of the other books in that it is very dialogue heavy. It's something close to a bottle what? episode, but the bottle is the woods. Yes. Uh, um, it's very dialogue heavy. I, I, it's just mostly Cassie and Karen talking. And I love it. It's so, right? so, so good. And I love that 
the characters are so amazingly defined that if it had been any of the other members of the team, this book would not have happened. You know, this had to be a no. Cassie book, and it's so cool. <laughs> it's so awesome. Because you put you put you put Marco, Axe, Rachel. Jake probably in this situation, they murk this kid immediately. Well, I don't know if Jake would, but he would definitely no, wouldn't open Jake would, up. Jake would de- Jake would deliberate about it. He would not open up to this, and that would not resolve. It would not resolve peacefully. Is it would the- resolve in it would resolve in this kid getting murked eventually in a very tragic way. Yeah, I mean, it would. Jake, uh, yeah, com- would completely close himself off and then just like think about it for a really long time. Yeah. Um, yep. Which is fine. That's valid. But um, Cassie mm-hmm. is like, I think I, I think. Looking to have a con- like, clocked Karen as an uh, a year like a, a human controller almost immediately, and was kind of looking for a conversation. You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, now I now I'm gonna ask y'all to do. I gotta I gotta ask this question. Okay. Because I feel like it's time for a check in. Rank the characters. Oh no. Do um, what? Rank. Them. Rank the characters. Oh. Let's see. So I'll, I'll go first because I sprung this on you. I've been formulating this list in my mind for the last while. Um, so I'm going to go first because for me it's Marco number one with a bullet. Okay. Then I think it's it's Cassie, Axe, Rachel, Tobias, Jake. Tobias and Rachel might flip-flop. I love all of them so much, but just everyone's got such cool shit going on, and God, fuck, it's a hard list to make. I'm going to say, I'm going to rank it by who I'm most excited when I see their face on the cover. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to say... Axe. Axe. Uh, I'm, let's say Axe, uh, Cassie, Marco, Rachel, Jake. Wait, where's Tobias in there? Uh, <laughs> okay, no, let's go. Axe. I see you're only uh, ranking the ones with hands. <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I'd say Axe, Cassie. Um, I would say, I'm going to honestly say Marco and Tobias are tied really closely. Rachel, Jake. I think I have pretty much the same That's list. All of them. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that I might put Cassie first. Just because I think that it's, while a lot of the stuff that I love about Animorphs is only delivered by acts, like all the alien shit, the most hard-hitting, like, morality stuff always comes from Cassie books. Absolutely. And oh, it's, it's the best. so, so, so cool. So I think, yeah. that, I think that I'd probably throw her up there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I do. I do just. I just. I just love them all oh, so much. Me too. <laughs> I love them very, very oh, they're all much. my children. Yeah. All my beautiful little children. Yeah. Um, I just right, let's get to let's get to questions and then wrap this up because I actually I have to leave the airport pretty fucking soon. Right. <laughs> all right. So questions. Uh, tw- uh, Twitter user at what is cosplay wants to know what would be the worst thing to morph both in terms of trauma and viability. Uh, ant. Uh, yeah. Ant, termite, small yeah. insect. Small hive mind creatures. Uh, uh, Cassie also says happy birthday, Seda, which I think is just them riffing on me accidentally saying that it was your birthday earlier yeah, today, Seda. Because I missed there? it. I, okay, I saw. I saw in Facebook threw a name up there that I conflated with yours because it has some of the same words. Mm-hmm. But then I realized after tweeting that 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 is. 
a person who I went to who I went to college with and not you. Oh, I see. <laughs> I got very confused and I'm very stupid, but I still love you dearly. That was so so fun to wake up to. Yeah, I did this. I woke up to, I didn't see the original tweet because you obviously deleted it when Blair was like, it's not Sada's birthday. <laughs> but so I just woke up to like my notifications being you two talking about when my birthday is. And I sort of sleepily was like, I'm not a fucking cancer. <laughs> yeah. While I was on the floor because I've been sleeping on the floor because that's how hot it is. So just like my bleary ass literally on the floor, still stinking of gin. <laughs> just being like, I'm not a cancer. <laughs> Throw my phone. <laughs> All right. Uh, Heavenly Evan wants to know, now that Cassie has been infested temporarily, which Animorphs do you think will get invest- infested next? Um, Rachel, she I seems want... like she'd be like, I bet I could handle it. <laughs> I want oh, Axe to, yeah. I want Axe to, though. Can I be <laughs> the, real the, here? The, the viral YouTube challenge that's sweeping the nation. <laughs> Human controller challenge. Yeah. I, yeah. Gone wrong. Gone sexual. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> I I want Axe to. I think that'd be so interesting. I don't know if he'd be the most likely to, but I oh, want how him. How do you get that in there? Does he have ears? Should they? Oh, he must. Right? Or they go in through? Well, we know we know that Yerks can control control them. Yeah, because there yeah, is okay, one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, stupid yeah. <laughs> question. Very stupid question. So good. Um, next question. Oh, uh, Marco getting hit by one would suck. Oh, yeah. Uh, why is Cassie the best character now? Wait, sorry. Marco getting infested. I can... S- I just want... I just want it to be, like, this weird buddy cop movie. Yeah. Like, the yerk... The yerk that goes into his brain is just, like, also a goober. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I want that so yes! Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, like, yes. Like, like, the, like, the Yerk is just like, wow. They, they're usually like, wow, that person's popular. Who are they? Florbulon Flumbado? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Marco just, Marco high-fiving himself because he controls one hand and the Yerk controls the other. I he just the redemption arc that we get in this book series. Yes. Oh, my God. And then this Yerk. And, the, oh. and then... <laughs> And then this year helps um, Marco get his mom back, and then he becomes part of the gang. Um, and it's, yeah. it's fun. And it's cool. Hey, guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm writing fan fiction with my mouth. Um. <laughs> All right. Uh, Heavenly Evan wants to know, why is Cassie the best character now? I think she's always been top tier. We just kind of slept. We, I think we just slept on her a little bit. Well, I did not. You know I what? That's fair. Did we didn't sleep on her. I say we slept on her. We didn't. I Okay. She's not slept on. I've, I've never slept on Cassie. I love Cassandra. I think that she's, I've always loved her. I don't know. I've loved her since I was a kid. She was my favorite. Yeah. She's so good. She's so mm-hmm. good. I love Cassie. Um, I'm always going to have a soft spot for the alien boy, but I love Cassie. Same. I, I think I... I was, you know, a weird little hippie kid who loved animals, so she just really spoke oh, to me. Oh, I, t- I mean, I totally see it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, say that. Were you, you were a horse kid, weren't you? Ew, no. Oh, no, no, no. Remember really? me saying earlier that I hate horses and I've always hated horses? Okay, I, I remember you saying that you hate horses. I, You did probably say that you always hated horses. I don't remember you saying it, but you probably did. <laughs> I just have a bad memory. I, honestly, I don't know. It's so hot that I... I don't even know what I'm saying right I now. Can, I can cool. confirm that Sada did Listen, say that they I love you guys. Horses. Shut the fuck up. We need to get out of here because I need to leave. Okay. Do we have any more questions? 
No, that's the last question. If you would like to support this and our sister podcast, uh, Fear Baiting, you can check us out. Uh, go over on Patreon.com slash Fear Baiting and give us some, toss us some bones if you want. Mm-hmm. Five, ten dollars, one dollar a month gets you access to early epi- or early access to the episodes and any bonus content we might do, access to the polls. Uh, five, ten dollar tier gets you a shout out. Five dollar tier, you get a message. Ten dollar tier, you get to make us watch a movie for Fear Baiting. So thank you to Michael Kaiser, Sophie, Kit, Paul Bechtel and Twitter user Sophie Altergeist. Thank you. We love you. We love you all. If you guys want to find me elsewhere, you can check me out on at Lulu or chaseupsnackers.tumblr.com. Uh, my politics podcast, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. And I recently did an episode on my friend Maxie's podcast, uh, who was recently on Fear Baiting. I was on her podcast called Gabe Newell's Rosie Rupee Land, where we talked about some cheap games. Cool, cool. Um, if you want to find me on the internet, you can do so at Blair Kitch on Twitter or BlairKitch.tumblr.com. Um, I am funny sometimes on the internet, so do that. <laughs> Yay! Um, I'm on Twitter at Nudity with an E-A instead of a Y, and I make music, and I make stupid videos, and I do other things, but mostly those things. Sometimes I retweet myself a lot, like today, because I did... Oh, guys, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, Seda makes music. Seda makes music at gaygothvibes.online. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Seda, thank, thank you for Seda, thank you for dying for our analytics. Uh, until no folks, folks, until next week. I'm Sarah. I I am Blair. And I'm Seda. And remember, keep your hand on that basketball device. <clears throat> The leopard is one of the five species in the genus Pantera, a member of the Pantera, the leopard is a wide range of species.